What? The food? What? 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 <laughs> I mean, this is an area of history that's just like so deep. And over the baguette. Themes of empire, mission, inheritance, and destiny. Hello and welcome to What the Food. This is a podcast that aims to uncover the fascinating origin stories behind dishes from all around the world, both popular and obscure. My name's Miles and as always I'm here with Andy and together we'll be diving headfirst into history and doing our best to find out how different dishes came to be. Uh, Andy and I are neither, 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 neither. Do you say neither or neither, Andy? Yeah, both. Neither. Yes, just whichever way it floats. Depends how you fancy it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Andy and I are neither historians nor food experts. We're just two regular lads interested in finding out a bit more about where the food that we eat comes from. So sit back, relax and listen to us idiots try and figure it all out. Today's adventure takes us to the origins of peanut butter. Peanut butter. Mm. Butter. Water. <laughs> I've been watching um, uh, the professional MasterChef, and uh, what's her name? The woman that's in it, the New Zealand lady. Uh, what's she called? Yeah, the way she says certain things, like when she says butter, she she goes butter, butter. <laughs> Every time she says butter, she goes butter, and she's like, it's a very buttery dish. <laughs> I don't know why. I never knew that. Like people from New Zealand pronounce butter that way, but yeah, yeah. Apparently they do. Butter, butter, butter. Like proper emphasis on the U. In it, yeah. There's like a few other words like that she says as well. I can't remember now, but it does make me laugh. Nah, we'll let her off though. She knows what she's doing, I reckon. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. She, she knows more than than us, definitely. Yeah. She looks like she'd beat you in a knife fight as well. Just like she, she knows a way around a, a blade. Yeah, yeah. Her haircuts are all a bit leave it mm, though. Yeah. She's either got like bright white platinum blonde hair or mm. I don't know, she just always has weird hair situations going on. Mm. Anyway, anyway, peanut butter. There you have it. <laughs> mm. Butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> so, peanut butter. Do you, do you like you like peanut butter? Big fan of peanut butter? Uh, I do. Yes. Yeah? I But the thing is, I like the cheap stuff. Mm, yeah. Because Skippy type. The, yeah, because it, I know it's bad for me and it's got loads of other extra shit added in. Yeah. But it's just better because whenever I bought like the, the pure peanuts grounded with oil in it, mm. I just can't swallow it. It's like I've got cement in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, it just, it just absorbs every bit of moisture in my mouth. Yeah. And yeah. I just can't enjoy the experience. <laughs> you're stirring it up, There's right? You're not just, you're not just digging in straight from the top. No, no. So what I do is I just, I crack the lid. Yeah. And cause I've not had it for a while. There's that like bit of oil that's sitting on the yeah, top. Yeah. Yeah. Neck that. <laughs> they call that a peanutty. <laughs> And then, and then, <laughs> then you mix it all up together, and then you then you spread, and you've just got this like really nice oily right. uh, moisture in your mouth that helps it slide down. Right, right, yeah, of course, of course. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know the cheap stuff. I just find a bit better. Whatever they put in extra is probably what makes it not dry my mouth out. Yeah, yeah, or some, the some kind of fucking chemical they put in there. Emulsifiers, sweeteners. Shit that's going to give you cancer later on in life, yeah. Yeah, tastes good though. Yeah, <laughs> not a dry mouth though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Do you, you like peanut butter yeah, these yeah. days? Yeah, I absolutely love peanut butter. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Um, and I actually like the natural shit. You know yeah. me, mate. Organic or now. Mm. Well, you're you're into all your, um, your fitness and they, they do like protein versions and stuff mm. nowadays, don't they? Like yeah, yeah, they do all sorts. Extra added protein and... Yeah, yeah. Well, peanuts, peanuts themselves have actually got lots of protein in. Have they? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get all, so, we'll get we'll get onto this, but um, yeah, yeah. Let's not jump the gun. Let's not jump the gun. Come on, calm down. So yeah, I just want to just want to start off, Miles, mm. Um, mm. just by getting you to say uh, the following word, if you would. Ah, uh, It was a good effort. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> hey, let me have another game. Go, yeah, another go on, go on, go on. Arachidbotorophia. No, no, that was shit. That was really bad. Come on, I need another third one. Lucky, yeah, third time lucky. Archipotorophia. No, I'm not, I'm not getting the. I don't know why I'm giving it like an Eastern yeah. European. Accent. I'm making it worse for myself. Right, well, just why am I being a dickhead? I'm just gonna say it. Right. Yeah. Archipotroph. Arch. Archipotrophobia. Arch. Archipotrophobia. Use. Use. There's an extra. Like, it's like it's got a double little. Dip. It's got like two little. It's a trough 
Archibotrophobia. Yeah. Archibotrophobia. I think it's the the kid is pronouncing it. So Archibotropia. Archibotropia. Arbitrocopia. Right, what the... Ow. Getting fucking... I'm getting all animated here. Not even two minutes What does it mean? Right, yeah, so it's so it's Arachidbotrobia. I can't even say it now. You put me up. Right, just skim over it. What the fuck right. is this word? Well, so you don't know what that word it means now. Not at all. Right, okay. Well, 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 that phobia, that phobia, is the fear of getting right. peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> so, like when I'm eating the when I'm eating the healthy shit, that's what I'm going through. That's what you're getting, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're, this is turning into a bit of like a therapy session for me. <laughs> This is my diag. This is my official clinical di- diagnosis. Yeah, just diagnose, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's an actual thing people fucking hate. Yeah, peanut butter stuck to the roof of their mouth. Yeah, they fear it getting stuck to their mouth. They fear it so much that a word, a very difficult to pronounce word. Maybe you can only pronounce it yeah. when you've got peanut butter stuck in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be it, darling. Oh, darling. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just wanted to start with that, just 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 to let you know that there is a word out there. It's an appetizer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So what is peanut butter? So peanut butter is, is simple. It's, it's a spread of, or a paste made from ground, dry roasted peanuts. So they've been roasted though. They're not raw. No, they're not raw. Um, and they're not raw they're because... roasted before they're mushed together. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if you've right. had a ha- ever had like a raw, like a proper raw peanut, but it just tastes like like nothing. There's no flavour at all. Yeah. To, to, to get flavour from a peanut, you have, to, you have to roast it in some way. You have to roast it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's okay. just it's just made from, from dry roasted peanuts. Um, I think it it takes around four, uh, 550 peanuts to make a 12 ounce jar of peanut butter. 12 ounces in a proper metric is about 340 grams. So yeah, five, five, 540 peanuts for 340 grams of peanut butter. That's a lot. 540 Jeez. peanuts is a lot of peanuts. Hence why peanut butter is, is, is so calorie dense. You know, it's, it's, Cause it's just all, it's all that just like jump packed. Exactly. Now, mm. I think I'm about to ruin peanut butter for you and, and the listeners possibly forever right now. But the next time you spread peanut butter on your toast, just imagine you're spreading like a hundred peanuts on the bread instead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought, I actually have never thought about it like that yeah. before. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just. Yeah, because just ground if, you up bash, if you if you got one peanut and just bashed it into smithereens and, and made it the smallest you could possibly make that one peanut, mm-hmm. it would be like a grain, not even a grain, not a grain of sand, but it would be like a few grains of sand. Yeah. Yeah. So then to get a whole jar of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a shit. That's a shit. Ton. That's a lot of and peanuts. then we're just spreading it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Just, just imagine. And oily. It's all oily. You got your bread. And you just empty a packet of peanuts just onto your bread. Probably, probably even more than one packet of more. peanuts. Probably yeah. like two or three packets. Say like, yeah. And just, then just eat that instead of peanut butter next time. See how you get on. <laughs> yeah. My God. So yeah, pe- peanut butter. Peanut butter is incredibly easy to make. You know, you just roast off some nuts until they're until they're brown. Mm-hmm. Throw them bad boys in a fruit processor. Blitz them up until the paste forms. Boom. You got yourself some nut butter boy. That's it. Mm, not butter boy. You know, that's 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 all you need. Um but a lot of store bought peanut butter contains, as we've already spoke about, sort of added ingredients mm. like salt, sweeteners, emulsifiers, that sort of shit. Um yeah. you know, these 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 guys improve the taste and just generally preserve it as well. Um so before we jump before we jump into the history, another little uh, another little fact about PB, just to get you close to nothing. Um Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I was already close. I was already close. So in in 2014, a group of geo-researchers tested different materials that they could make into diamonds. One of those materials was, you guessed it, peanut butter. Shut up. Yeah, mate. Wait, turn into diamonds. So that diamonds are basically like... They're created by compressed like rock that's been compressed for millennia, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. It's like a it's like a chemical reaction. They form when a, ke- a chemical reaction um, occurs between like carbon and a, a large amount of pressure. So because because peanut right. butter has a high carbon count, they were actually able to produce a very small diamond from their experiment. They created it after Whoa. pressing pressing it with immense pressure to replicate obviously the Earth's own 
diamond creation process. Mm. Um, and yeah, they, they created wow. a diamond from it. Now, admittedly, the diamond was destroyed straight after due to like um, like a hydrogen release. So it just blew up. But still, Shit. pretty mad, isn't it? It can be done. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So just imagine little SoundCloud rapper, little pea butter walking around, peanut butter diamonds on his neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all part of the branding That's process. It. That's it, mate. <laughs> yeah. so how, how much peanut butter would you need? You'd need shit tons of peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, shit tons. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't actually say in the study that I read how much they used. I was going to say, like, what would that study look like? Mm. Surely it was in like a dig site with some kind of like industrial sized compression machine. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, they, they, they tested loads of different. Show. I'm going to have a look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They tested loads of different materials, but just peanut butter happened to be the one obviously that I was, I was looking for. There you go. Peanut butter Ooh. diamonds. Peanut butter diamonds. There's got to be a track out there called peanut butter diamonds. If there isn't. Yeah. If not, we're making it. Yeah, we're making we're it. it. Yeah. I'll be peanut and you be butter. <laughs> we're a rap duo. <laughs> like ebony and ivory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh. So yeah, let's, 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 no, no, that's out of the way. Let's get into the history of peanut mm. butter. The modern day peanut butter, we all know and love, can be traced back to mm. probably less than about a century and a half ago. Uh, however, obviously peanuts have been consumed as spreads for much, much longer. Mm. So according to re- uh, research, renals, according- <laughs> <laughs> renals. <laughs> Sorry, my mouth is well dry talking about peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's imagining <laughs> yeah. eating them that's doing it, it? <laughs> slowly taking my moisture away from me <laughs> right yeah so according mm. to researchers the peanut plant originated in South America most likely either Peru or sort of Brazil area we know this as there are examples of peanut shaped pottery found in the area dating back to the 1500 BC so what they're making pottery in the shape of peanuts. Yeah, exactly. To celebrate the peanut. Just, yeah, it was just a common shape that was around. Because um, I, for a second, thought you meant pottery the size of a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> like little miniature people. I don't up. know why. <laughs> okay, so, so they've been celebrating peanuts. They're, they're, yep. they're etching it into the pottery that they make. Yeah, and there's... The, and where's this? South America, Peru? And P- Peru or Brazil like sort of area. Okay, um, all right. Do you have anything peanut shaped in your house? Um, my head. Yeah. <laughs> right there, there go. <laughs> Got a little peanut head. <laughs> um, no, I can't say I do. No, I can't even think of anything no. remotely peanut shaped in my house. I mean, what are they? They're kind of o- ovals, aren't they? Like, yeah. Yeah, like ovals or, or like the shell. Ovals. The shell is like, like a... Oh, it's the two... Yeah, it's the two sort of connecting bits. I mean, we, we used to take peanuts to the park and feed them to the squirrels. That was quite fun. You've done that? No. <laughs> not That's good, man. Not a pensioner. No. Why would I do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, we used to do it. We used to uh, go into a little Turkish uh, supermarket that was near where we used to live in Seven Sisters. Oh, and I thought you were going to say in St. Anne's. I was like, no, I know you're lying. There ain't no Turkish supermarkets in St. Anne's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's too white up there. They wouldn't allow it. <laughs> um, yeah, and we used to buy like, it was like two pounds and it was like... A 500 gram bag of peanuts, like a massive bag of peanuts. We used to go to the park and just spend like half an hour just giving them. And what you could do is the squirrels would run right up to you and take it out of your hand. Mm. And what they do is they'd, they'd, they'd grab the peanut. It was in its shell. You just like give it in its shell and they'd take the shell and they'd run up a tree and mm. then they'd sit up on the tree. And then as you're still stood there, like feeding other ones, the shells are like raining down on you because they're up there, like <laughs> picking them open. <laughs> You've got all the shells like landing on your head. Right. Uh, yeah, very pensioner thing that I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it sounds I, mean, like- I was doing this with my girlfriend, by the way. I'm not like wandering to the park <laughs> on my own and feeding, feeding squirrels. <laughs> like we made it a bit of a thing. Oh, oh <laughs> this is regular. I just want to put that out there. Like the weekends or- I would, I'd say we've done it about three times oh, okay. in, in a year. So, right, yeah. right. Well, I'll, I'll doing it off. every. I was going to say, but it's like, right, come on, two p.m. Saturday, <laughs> get down <Yeah>. that park. <laughs> so yeah, they found they found some peanut shaped pottery in either sort of the uh, Peru Brazil area dating back to fifteen hundred BC. Um, they so so yeah, pe- peanut butter itself is thought to have first been made by either the Aztecs or the Incas, who were. A, obviously living, right. living up in South America, sort of around the 14th mm. century, they would uh, they would mash up their peanuts into s- their peanuts. <laughs> I don't know why I said their peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, ma- they're mashing up. <laughs> <laughs> the 
don't know why I felt the need to clarify that it was their peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Take, take, taking someone else's peanuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at this bag of peanuts I got on this, this other camp. Oh. Wait, let's mash these up now, quick. <laughs> so I can't get them back. Yeah. When they come, that will... How can they be yours when they're all mashed? They're all mashed. Yours, yours weren't mashed. How do you know they weren't mashed? Oh, right. Shit. <laughs> cool out. Anyway, yeah. So they, they would uh, they would mash up peanuts into coarse paste and enjoy it, basically, in all kinds of ways. <laughs> enjoy it. They would. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't enjoy it, would they? <laughs> no, fair point. <laughs> yeah. So right. So, so let's get it together. So they, they've got the peanut paste. You know, they've they've mashed yep. up their own peanuts, um, and yeah, <sighs> they they just use it in in a number of different ways. The the Incas of Peru actually use peanuts as a, uh, sacrificial offerings, um, and they would entomb their mummies. With uh, with peanuts to aid them in the spirit life, no, yeah, actually very Whoa. very important. So they really fucking cared about peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and the Aztecs would actually mix it up with some maize and some water to form like a kind of smoothie. So they'd have like a peanut maize smoothie. Whoa, yeah, way ahead of that time. Way man. ahead. Do you reckon there was any sort of um, like annoying influencer type Aztecs? That were <laughs> yeah. Like um, yeah. um, um, <clears throat> peanut butter smoothie, everyone. Um, meta, uh, are these are these peanuts organic? Are these, are these? <laughs> yeah. So they were having like little milkshake type things then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Little, little smoothies. Whoa. Little maize and peanut butter paste smoothies. But yeah, I mean, the, the Aztec or this Inca peanut paste, it is similar to what we have today, but it would have been a lot coarser because mm. obviously they're only using yeah. primitive sort of tools. Um, and they, they, they would have, it would have tasted different anyway, just thanks to sort of the ev- uh, evolution of the, of the peanut plant itself. We, we probably cultivated sweeter peanuts and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like genetic. Like just by selectively breeding it. And yeah. Yeah. Genetically modifying it and stuff. Would they have had like mortar and pestles then? Similar yeah, yeah. to like, yeah, something like that. That's how they ground it up. Like the, the mortar right, and pestle right. dates all the way back to Roman times. So even if it wasn't that exactly, they're probably using the same technique where they've got like a dish shaped object and a, and a heavy thing that they're crushing it with. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. So, so they're, they're eating peanuts. They're, they're, they're wrapping their, their dead in peanuts to help aid them to the afterlife. Yeah. They're making peanut smoothies. Yeah. They're doing all um, sorts, you know, the, the Aztecs yeah. and the Incas, they're, they're living it up in South, mm. America, South America. They're eating eating peanut mm. peanut paste, sacrificing their uncles, all sorts of shit's going on. But as as ever, a storm was brewing in the West, a storm that was so catastrophic, so calamitous, Whoa. so Whoa. cataclysmic that it would change mm. the very lives of every single person currently living on the continent of South America. This storm oh was, of course... The Europeans. The Europeans. <laughs> it's always us, isn't it? Oh, We're always fucking coming it? in. <laughs> Every single episode we've done so far, I think the Europeans have done something really shitty. Yeah, that's it, mate. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the Europeans, but again, more, more specifically, it's the Spanish. I mean, they were they were conquering everywhere, weren't they? The Spanish. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. we, we were talking about it in our other episode, weren't they? Where they um, were conquering... Where were we? Oh, no, it was in um, a Cottage Pie episode. We were talking about the Spanish. They conquered Peru and discovered the potato mm. plant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, um, this, this is very similar. Yeah, it's very, very similar, actually. So Spanish Spanish explorers first landed in South America and met the Aztecs mm. around 1519. And then they later met the Incas around 1528, that sort of time. Okay. Um, right. Funnily enough, the Aztecs actually thought the Spanish were were messengers of God s- sent by. Oh, it's another little pronunciation. Sent by Quetzalcoatl, which is their god. Quetzalcoatl, Quetzalcoatl is a feathered serpent deity of the ancient Mesoamerican culture. Pretty cool dude. He was the uh, boundary maker between the earth and the sky. He was a creator deity, um, and is basically he's, he's basically attributed to creating mankind. Right, He's okay. a pretty big deal in Aztec culture. And the Aztecs mm. themselves thought that the Spanish were messengers of, of this god. So they loved it. They, they, what, what, what do you think led them to believe that? Just was it that Spain and the Spanish maybe had more futuristic technologies they were bringing over with them? And exactly they right. That, that might be yeah, a yeah. sign. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. They they arrived with like, well, I mean, we'll, we'll go into it in a second, but they arrived with like, um, you know, steel, steel armor and swords. And gu- they, I think they even had guns at this point. You know, they... They were like, oh. yes. Yeah, so if you've never seen that stuff, it's like magic. It's like, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't, yeah, you just be like, yeah, okay, 
yeah, that's yeah, from God. Exactly. Yeah, and the messages of God. And they arrived on, on the shores with like massive boats, you know, because obviously they'd sail the Atlantic. So they had massive boats compared to little little mm. Aztec or fishing rafts boats. and fishing boats. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I found, I found this qu- uh, quote on a site called Wildertopia, which is a site about culture and coexistence. I am Quetzalcoatl, the morning star. Every morning I lead the sun back out to Maklan, Mitklan, to be reborn with the dawn. I know the way out of the land of the dead and will guide us back home to the sweet paradise, Tamuan Shan. Cool. This dude's a badass. Yeah, very cool dude. Quetzal, 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 Quetzalcoatl. That's it. Quetzalcoatl. Anyway, yeah, the uh, the Aztecs thought the Spanish were good dudes and just invited them into their seas. Um, uh-uh. Yeah, they soon, as we all know, realised that the Spanish were, in fact, not good dudes. In fact, no. I would actually say they were the opposite of good dudes. They were bad dudes. The Spanish mm. saw both the Aztecs and the Incas as primitive heathens that are in desperate need of some good old Christianity. Oh, here we go here again. Here we go again, baby. So a quote from Juan Jean de Sepulveda, a Spanish conqueror in 1547 reads, The Spaniards are perfectly right to govern these barbarians of the New World and adjacent islands. They are in prudence, ingenuity, virtue and humanity as inferior to Spaniards as children to adults and women are to men. There being as much difference between them as that between wild and cruel and very merciful persons, the prodigiously temperate and the continent and temperate, and I dare say from apes to men. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, they, they look down on these folks. They're like as bad as women are to men. Yeah, that's prudent of the time, isn't it? <laughs> some hate there. Some, words. some real hate. Exactly. Mm. So the Spanish came to South America. With, with obviously their guns, steel swords, lances, daggers, basically strong, sharp weapons that mm. slaughtered the thinly armored natives, you know, the, yep. the, the blunt clubs that the, the natives have while, you know, while they were Just capable. Just the chance, did they? No, exactly. Mm. I mean, they were capable of like, you know, battering and wounding some of the Spaniards, but they rarely succeeded in killing any of them. Well, I guess the Spaniards at that time would probably have like superior uh, fighting tactics behind them as well. Yeah. Like they've obviously been off in different parts of the world, conquering different areas and they've probably had to do what they're doing here multiple times before. So they've probably got a knack for it by now. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've got the tactics, they've got the weapons, they've also got the armor as well. You know, they had steel and chainmail armor, um, steel helmets, which would provide more than enough protection against blunt weapons and, and, and shit that the uh, mm. the South Americans had. So, yeah, they, they fucked them up. They fucked mm. both the Incas and the Aztecs up and in doing so, discovered peanuts. There you fucking there go, you fucking go. So it was like loot that they dropped, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Defeated the boss. Yeah. And their prize was peanuts. That's it. So the Spanish have arrived, South America, fucked up the Aztecs and the Incas and various other tribes that are there. They've discovered peanuts and they... Uh, they do what 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 they do best, and they quickly brought them back to Europe, and that's how that's how they spread to the continent. And then once it hits once it hits Europe, it's then in the trade channels exactly. of the rest of the world. Then at that point, exactly right. Yeah, mm. after after arriving in Spain, you know, traders, explorers spread the nuts to to Asia, Africa. <laughs> spread the nuts. <laughs> I didn't say that that time. I said the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgiven. All right. Yeah. That's just me being presumptuous. <laughs> Spread my nuts across the land. Spread my nuts across the land. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right, though. As soon as it arrives in Spain, you know, it's going to get... Sorry, as soon as it arrives in Europe, it's just going to get, you know, spread everywhere. So it's 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 actually it's actually thought that the, uh, the African slaves were the ones that brought the peanut to North America. Anyway. Yeah, sort of around the around the 1700s. Obviously, they were being brought in by the by the boatload by European slave mm. slavers, um, and they they mm-hmm. they were thought to have brought the peanuts with them on on the ships as as, as snacks and sustenance, sort of thing. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's around the 1700s when the peanut arrives in North America. But um, records mm. records show that it wasn't until the early 1800s that peanuts were actually grown as a commercial crop in the US. They were they were first grown around the Virginia area, um, and the majority of the yield was used for oil, food, and as a um, cocoa substitute. What kind of climate does 
I'm going to guess hot, a hot climate then. Yeah. If it was being grown in Peru. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a hot climate. I it think does it need? I think a yeah. hot and humid climate as well. I think so. Yeah, at, at this time they were using them as like you know peanut oil and foods for um, like livestock. Um, you know, it wasn't popular. It wasn't a popular food. People regarded it as 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 I said, food for livestock and and the poor. It wasn't until sort of the late 1800s when, thanks to traveling circus P.T. Barnum's traveling circus, um, that that popularity of the peanut began to grow. Whoa, a circus! So have you seen? The Greatest Showman. Oh yeah, yeah. So basically, Hugh Jackman's responsible for the rise in the peanuts. What What, what was the name of the, the circus? It was just P.T. Barnum. P.T. P- P- Barnum is, is P. was 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 a guy. Was was the main guy. He's the guy that Hugh Jackman plays in the film. Uh, um, and he no he would uh, he would just travel around with with his with his traveling circus and you know go from town to town to town and would sell sell peanuts for people to to buy before they went into the circus and they could enjoy you know, as they okay. were watching the the freak show the the Lions, the elephants, whatever. Yeah, right. Okay. So, they're, so you're selling peanuts on the way in. That's it. That's it, mate. It's a pre-popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. They they would sell them. They would sell them as hot roasted peanuts. Hot roasted peanuts. Come on, guys, get your hot roasted peanuts. You 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 want to see a a man eat a baby? Well, first you got to get your hot roasted peanuts. <laughs> you want to see it? You want to see the the zebra? Climb on another zebra and do a backflip onto a gorilla who's eating some peanuts. Then got to get your peanuts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And yeah. just punt, punters would just queue up and just just queue up for hours and just take them into the shows with them. And that's that's what it was. Everyone everywhere. I'm thinking about everyone is going to be bare thirsty at these yeah, mate. carnivals at these circuses. I hope they had plenty of liquids to go around. Because <laughs> after watching something for ages and eating a whole bag of hot roasted peanuts, I'm going to be ready for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they- I mean, that's why they sell them in pubs today, isn't it? Really, like it's. I mean, I mean, maybe that's like a very minor conspiracy theory, but obviously, like salty peanuts, they make you thirsty. You buy more beer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Know. It might be something. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, the, the, tra- the traveling circus is is attributed to the to the growth in peanuts. Um, and then since then, you know, it spread to baseball games, street vendors, and it just continued to grow until the US was gripped by by peanut fever, really. With the popularity of peanuts continuing to rise in the US, more and more people began focusing on this lovely little nut, looking at different ways to consume it, to make the most out of it, how to grow it better, everything, basically. And it just so happens that one of those, one of those ways was peanut butter. Unfortunately... Well, unfortunately, or it's a more interesting story this way, actually. Its invention actually can't be accredited to a single person. There's, right. there's, there's actually a lot of people who, well, I say a lot of people, there's six different people who think yeah. or ha- have claimed, who have either claimed themselves or people think they, they invented the world's favourite number. So these six different heroes who claim to have invented it are... Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. George Washington Carver, Rose Davies, Marcellus Gilmore Edson, an unknown Saint Louise physician, and George A. Bayard. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. An unknown Saint Louise physician threw me off because <laughs> I had to revert to my uh, your original voice, my normal way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting that you put an, uh, an E on the end of Lewis as well. Yeah, why did I do that? <laughs> so it's an unknown St. Louis physician. Right, physician. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> right, yeah. So so those are the six different people. Um, and we're going to go in to a bit more detail on those six people and just look at their stories oh. and look at how they came to have that claim. So yeah, let's let's begin with Mr. Serial himself, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Kellogg, I've heard that name before. You've heard that name before. What's your favourite Kellogg product? Is that the same name I'm thinking? Yeah. Is it linked? Yeah, it is. It's exactly the same person. Oh. Mr. Cereal himself. My favourite Kellogg product has got to be the Kellogg's Fruit Winders. Mm. Because as a child, I used to wind them, unwind them whilst I was sat at school mm. in the in you know, eating them and <sighs> I used to ro- I used to take them off the paper, roll them all I used to roll them back up just as without the paper that's keeping them all together mm. into just one big nugget of jelly chewiness. Right. I used to just eat that like a little psychopath. <laughs> a little psychopath. 
<laughs> I don't think they were very good for us, though, those, were they? Uh, no. No, definitely no. not. Do they do them anymore? Uh, I've not seen them for ages, you know. I haven't. I've not they, seen they used to do some different flavours, didn't they? They did, like, a strawberry flavour. What? Did they do another one? I can't remember. Ch- cherry, maybe? I feel like or there was Blackberry? A few... Blueberry? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I've not actually yeah. seen them for ages. They must exist still, surely. What a, what a weird product, though. Mm. And then didn't the paper that wrapped them up have, like, a bit of a comic strip? Yeah, it had a comic strip. Yeah, exactly. You had to hold it up to the light, didn't you, to see? Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah, you don't get shit like that. That was actually grease-proof paper, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, I just, like, baking parchment, wasn't it? Yeah. So it wouldn't stay. Weird, man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah let's begin with uh, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Kellogg claims to have invented peanut butter or a version of peanut butter in around 1895, um, which is obviously a long time ago, just before the uh, turn of the century. So he uh, he patented a process for creating peanut butter from raw peanuts. Um, and then from that point on, just immediately began marketing it. He, he advertised peanut butter as a nutritious protein substitute for people who could hardly chew food anymore. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so that is where it actually comes from. That's, well... In in Kellogg's case, that is why he mm. created peanut butter. So he's going in it as like a health uh, food angle. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah. For people that can't chew food. So what, that's what you were referring to before when mm-hmm. you said about the people without teeth. Yeah. So like old people as a way to get protein and stuff like that. That's it. That's it, yeah. Because mm, okay. um, was- Kellogg's is kind of like something I associate with um, like breakfast products, I guess. But yeah. maybe it just wasn't always like that. He was a doctor. He was a medical doctor. John Harvey Kellogg. Ah, uh, was he? And he spent a lot of time working in various clinics and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and one of the places he worked was a place called Battle Creek Sanitarium. That is where he sought to come up with peanut butter as a substitute there right. for the people that were were struggling to chew food or struggling to get their you know the, the nutrients and stuff like that. Nutrients, yeah. It was it was likely there where he uh, where he where he made it. Uh, a letter. So we, we've actually got a letter that he wrote to a lady named Ellen White. Reads. Some very excellent preparations from nuts had entirely replaced butter. So it sounds like mm. they were obviously using butter before and have replaced yeah. it with this new nutritious paste that, that Mr. Kellogg has started, uh, started crafting. Kind of replicates butter in a way. Yeah. He's just spread it on bread and things. Exactly. Easy to eat. Oh. You don't have to chew it. Perfect. Although he patented the process of making peanut butter, he didn't explicitly patent peanut butter itself oh god so he, he patented the process but he didn't patent the end product he said that that was intentional and was quoted as saying let everybody that wants it have it and make the best use of it mm. so no mr cereal nice dude you know yeah man he didn't patent it because he just wanted everyone yeah to enjoy it to be able to have it and make it exactly ah. you know pretty very altruistic of him mm, Altru- altru- altruistic, altruistic of him. yeah so one Mm. Yeah, pretty decent, pretty decent guy, and a pretty decent candidate for the uh, for the true inventor of peanut butter. I think. Yeah, he he's at the top of my list. Mm, yeah, for now. So moving on to the next contestant, we've got George Washington Carver. Carver. Mm. Have you ever heard of this dude? I haven't. No, uh, I no. had heard of him, but I had not really um, looked into him properly, or like looked into what he actually did and what he was all about. Yeah. But this dude was a um cool guy. He was a really cool guy. Was he? Yeah, so he was a uh, he was a black American agricultural scientist and inventor, um sort of around the 20th century time, so around the 1900s. So obviously, during that time, there isn't a lot of black scientists knocking around or prominent yeah. black people knocking around. So this guy's sort of a in those higher up positions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's um he's a diamond swimming in a river. Yeah, swimming up river. That's mm. a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um he was all about promoting sort of alternate crops to cotton as well. Before I get in to his claim to PB, it would be rude really not to read some of his in- his incredible quotes because this guy's got some 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 absolute bangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'll just read a couple. Or if you could just read a couple of them, that'll be uh, that'll be good. When you do common things in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world. Very uh, profound, isn't uh, it? Just get the yeah. basics right, and you'll be fine. Ninety nine percent of the failures come from people who have the habit of making excuse. Mm. More profound. Stop making excuses. I say he's a real. Just get on with it. Yeah, yeah. He's a real uh, OG Gary V type character. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> So, born in the 1860s, Carver developed techniques to improve soils. Um, he promoted alternate crops such as peanuts, sweet potatoes, and 
basically he just spent his life trying to find ways to improve the lives of farmers. This 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 dude though absolutely loved peanuts. He can't get enough. Loved peanuts. Now he wrote a lot of things, but his his most popular thing was something called his practical his forty four practical bulletins for farmers. And within those bulletins, there were 105, 105 food recipes for peanuts, along with how to perfectly grow the perfect peanut. <laughs> My God, how niche. <laughs> I know, mate. Yeah, mate. This guy was like a peanut farmer's like God, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the OG of the peanut cultivation. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of peanut farmers, did you know that two peanut farmers have been elected president of the United States. You know that? You're joking. No. Really? Yeah, uh, Thomas Jefferson and Jimmy Carter were both peanut farmers. Whoa. Mm. So I never really know. I never really knew that peanuts were this sort of prominent in American history, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I know peanut butter is massively popular today in, you know, North America, but mm. it's got its roots deep in the soil of America, hasn't it, really? Whoa, Whoa. like that. Well done. Mm. Anyway, back to Carver. So Carver himself actually discovered over 300 uses for peanuts during his lifetime. My God. 300. I know about two. Yeah, you know. Off the top of my head. <laughs> so he found peanuts could be used in chili sauce, in shampoo, in shaving cream. And what? fucking all sorts, literally everything. I'm trying to think of like, put the oil in your engine and fly your aeroplane with it. <laughs> it works a treat. You, you, you know what? You probably actually, you could probably do that. <laughs> Maybe something, there's something there, there's mate. something there, mate. Get on the blower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, despite all this guy's peanut glory, his, uh, his pioneer attitude to the agricultural world and his many peanut inventions. It's, he died from a peanut allergy. <laughs> Imagine after all this. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, despite all that, it's actually thought it's unlikely that he was the uh, the first one to invent peanut butter. Right. Um, but I thought I'd include him on the list because he did so much for the, for the peanut cause. Yeah. Moving on to the next hero on our candidate list, we've got a lady named Rose Davies. Or Davis, probably. <laughs> now, we don't know much about this one. Um, there isn't really much written evidence or anything like that. But according to one historian named Eleanor Rose Rosacranzi, maybe? Something like that. It's a lot of difficult names in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I seem to always get difficult ones, so I just seem to include <laughs> Don't you? Ones. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Cool. You were like, peanut butter will be fine. <laughs> there, won't, there won't be many uh, difficult names to pronounce. Yeah. Exactly. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, according to, to this historian, Eleanor, she thinks that a New York woman named Rose Davis was actually the one who invented peanut butter. Now, mm. Rose Davis's intention supposedly came in, eight, in the 1840s after one of her children came back from a holiday in Cuba. Okay. Whilst in Cuba, the Davis kid is, is said to have enjoyed some kind of peanut paste that the natives were making by grinding peanuts together. That's, you know, he, he enjoyed it so much on his holiday that he came home and asked... Mom, mom, I want peanut paste. Yeah. I, what I, is this, son? I want peanut paste. <laughs> I think this guy's a bit older older than that, but... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> mom, I want peanut paste. <laughs> that's it, yeah, that's it. Proper neckbeard type. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Cuba and they had loads of it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of that's how... How how she she created it basically, there isn't right okay there isn't really much apart from Eleanor's word, but yeah. um, I think it's quite a cute cute story, isn't it? About yeah, you know, son goes on holiday and yeah, wants to bring it back. Yeah, exactly. He goes on yeah. he goes on a lad's holiday and he comes back and he, he wants to distract his mum. You will not believe, mum, what I had. <laughs> yeah. You know peanuts, yeah. You know them, uh huh, uh huh. You know the ones in the the two in the thing. To crack them open, you know the ones. Uh huh. They they paste them. They make it into a paste, ma. <laughs> they bloody paste it, ma. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, apart from that, there isn't there isn't really much. But like I said, it's a, it's a cute story. Yeah. A cute story. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the next the next one, we've got Marcellus Gilmore. Marcellus Gilmore Edson. I think Mr. Edson is one of the more likely inventors of peanut butter. I think he's up there with um, Mr. Kellogg. Marcellus was a Canadian chemist 
and pharmacist who lived from 1849 to around 1940. He was born in Quebec and he is said to have enveloped, uh, he is said to have developed the idea of peanut paste as a delicious and nutritious foodstuff for, again, people who could hardly chew solid food. So, so we're back at this um, medical angle. That's it. Of trying to feed people that can't eat properly. That's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if you think about it during the time, you know, dental hygiene wasn't really at the forefront of people's minds. No, you know, no, no. They had other shit to deal with, you know, like... They were losing their teeth, like, at middle age, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. You know, they've they've got shit to deal with. They've got shit like bears and cholera to deal with. They don't give a shit about brushing yeah. their teeth, you know. In 1884, no. Edson was awarded the United States Patent Number 306727 for the invention of his peanut paste. So he's got the official... Yeah. Ah, okay, but... We don't know if it was definitely him, but he's, he's the one that's on paper got yeah. the, the actual thing. Yeah, ah, yeah. Okay, right. His pace is said Ooh. to have a consistency like that of butter, lard, or ointment. Now, I read this, and the first question I had was, who's eating ointment? Yeah, mm. ointment. Doesn't sound like something you no, put in your mouth. Doesn't does sound it? like something like a little tincture. Ointment. Like, yeah, something you rub on your skin or something, like get rid of a rash. The weird, weird use of the word that, but maybe it was something else back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Edson is thought to have been the first one to actually add sugar as well to peanut butter. Um, He would add the sugar to sort of harden the consistency um, and just make it more pleasant to eat. To be honest, I I think this guy, this this guy is the guy. You know he's serious. His his Wikipedia page is literally a screenshot of of the patent. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, don't fuck with me. You want to come here and see if it's the real shit? I got it. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) He probably like, had that around his neck or something. <laughs> Everywhere <laughs> just he went, he just like flashed his card. Peanut butter, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I sounds mean, like it, it's him, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it's him, but you know, let's let's give the the last two their due. Let's let's yeah. let's crack on with those two. So the last two were a unknown St. Louis physician and a yep. bloke called George A. Bale. Now, in 1890, an unknown St. Louis physician was supposedly encouraged the owner of a food product company, George A. Bale, to process and package ground peanut paste. The uh, you know the, the the two were working together with the the physician coming at it from an angle of again, it was a perfect protein substitute for those with poor teeth who couldn't chew their proteins. They couldn't chew meat or food or anything, and they were lacking the proteins. Their peanut paste was a way to get this 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 nutrition basically. You know, yeah. and this and this yeah. George A. Bale was a uh, he owned a food products company and was the perfect person for the uh, physician to to get into bed with, basically. So this what? So the George A. Bale was the the person who owned the company that sort of packaged and distributed all the the exactly. food products. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, the physician is thought to have experimented in the first place by sort of grinding peanuts with a hand cranked meat grinder, which is fucking mental. Oh, God, that sounds. <laughs> Doesn't it? Consuming. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, one second, honey, I'm finishing my grinding. Yeah. Well, you've been doing that for 16 hours on the trot. <laughs> I know, honey, but I got a meeting with Bale in an hour and I need to make sure that all of these 700 pounds of peanuts are grinded perfectly. <laughs> yeah, like hand cranked as well. That would have been so tiring. Yeah, Wouldn't it? awful. Uh, but it's just right arm. It's just wait. It's like that uh, Simpsons episode where uh, Homer's got like a, a right arm that's uh, way stronger than his left because he's just been doing bicep curls with his right yeah. right arm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's this guy. He's just been grinding his peanuts. His right arm is absolutely yeah. hench. He's just lost all muscle in his left. <laughs> Yeah, all his friends are like, we know what you've been doing. He's like, no, it's yeah, peanut grinding, yeah. I swear. <laughs> it's something to do with peanuts, mate, but we know it's not grinding. <laughs> Guys, come on, it is, I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Wank joke. Wank joke. Just slotted in there, I like it. Yeah, so he's <laughs> he originally started experimenting just by hand-cranking it, but um, luckily, Mr. Bale, being the uh, entrepreneur that he was, he mechanised the process. And made it all machinery. machinery. Exactly. Bale would then barrel up the peanut paste and he'd sell it for around 60 cents per pound. And I did a little little calculation to find out how much 60 cents was in around 1890. I was going to say, was, is that expensive for the time? Yeah, or so not? Six, 60 cents mm. is around 17... 60 cents in 1890 is around $17 in today's money. And how big were these barrels? So No, it was 60 cents per pound. Oh, so shit. So it's, okay. it's not cheap, you know. No, no it's, it's not. It's, it's expensive. 
just expensive shit. I mean, I guess with modern technology and everything, the the manufacturing, with the growing and manufacturing of peanuts has probably been streamlined quite well, 100%. hasn't it? And it's probably a lot cheaper now. Yep. But back then, yeah, it probably was. You know, all that manpower that's going, all that, all those people hand cranking. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no wonder it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, that's that's a lot of money, and, and it's it's thought that Bale and his and his physician mate are thought to have made an absolute fortune from selling their nut butter. And Bale himself was so confident as well that he had in, in, in the 1920s, he actually run and he actually ran an ad campaign stating that his company was the original manufacturer of peanut butter. The audacity. Exactly. Fuck you, cereal guy. It's me. I'm the fucking inventor. Yeah. Edison Kellogg. Fuck, Fuck you It's me, Mr. Bale. Mr. Bale, a math physician, physician friend. Who I don't know the name of, but he's just a physician who does my grinding. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't asked his name yet. He just grinds well. <laughs> you've got partners with him, but you've not asked his name. <laughs> he's been in the team for four years now. I don't know his name, but I don't care about his name. I just care about all the beaners that he's been grinding. And he does a good job and I don't need his name. As long as he crank good, that's good enough for me. As long as he cranked good and his wife shut the fuck up, and I don't care. <laughs> oh. So who's the inventor? Out of the six people that we've just covered, who's the inventor? Oh, um, I think it's definitely a tie between Edson and Kellogg. Yeah, but it, most people do think it's Kellogg. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I'd, pr- I'd probably be inclined to, to agree with them. You know, yeah. but with Fair anything cereal-based, be- cereal you know, the case is milky. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. while while Kellogg, although we can't say that he's the the be all and end all of, of inventors in terms of peanut butter, he mm. did he did do much to advance the peanut butter case. But it was actually one of his employees who arguably made the most impact to peanut butter and and the rise of peanut butter. Resigning from Kellogg's company in around 1896 to follow his own business path, a guy called Ambrose Straub. Straub? I can never say that word. You know where it's S-T-R-A-U-B? U-B. Is it it Strauss, actually, maybe? Because it's like German. Straub. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm, Maybe. Maybe. Well, I'm going to have to mention his name a couple more times, so I'm going to say it wrong probably but anyway so um, um, Ambrose was right. um, yeah he was, he was a former uh, employee of Kellogg he resigned in 1896 to follow his own to go self-employed basically and was granted a yep. patent for one of the earliest peanut butter machines in 1903 Whoa, peanut, peanut butter, butter machine. machines so that we're on to like specific niche machines now that are set up machines yeah. specifically for peanut butter so this machine is uh, it made the process of converting peanuts into peanut butter far quicker and less tedious so fucking get rid of that hand crank lad we've got a machine for it now the happiest the, machine though it's probably massive yeah it's, yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely huge biggest machine you've ever seen yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 the age of the peanut butter machine basically here we are um, yeah. It wasn't until 1904 that the um, the importance of this machine became clear to all. It was actually, I don't know if you remember, but in the Paia episode, we spoke about world fairs. Mm, yes, the new technology and new yeah. foods um, show, basically like a show, a big yeah. show off contest. Everyone showing each other what they've Yeah, what they've exactly. Made. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, in in uh, 1904, there was a, there was a world fair in St. Louis um, and... The peanut butter machine was there. Mr. Traub's peanut butter machine was there. And in attendance at the fair was a guy called C.H. Summer, who was a private peanut butter vendor. (laughs) Don't know what a private peanut butter vendor means, but... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm not public. I'm I'm private. private. (laughs) There's a waiting list for my peanut butter. (laughs) Oh, you're eating peanut butter there? Oh, God, you're eating public peanut butter. God, disgusting. (laughs) I only go with private peanut butter. <laughs> anyway, he he saw the machine at the World Fair, bought one immediately, and he was the only one, the only peanut butter vendor up and down the country for a while with this machine. And because right, he had this okay. machine, he could pump the stuff out. You know, he well, he met the demands of the hungry public, and he sold around seven hundred and five dollars worth of peanut butter in a year. Um, and in today's money, so that's sort of around 1905, 1906 sort of time, um, $705 yeah. worth of peanut butter in, $705 in 
today's money is around $20,000. So this guy's, so yeah, this guy's selling a lot of peanut butter, you know, given, yeah. given the fact that, you know, the time period, the lack of globalization, you know, that shit was just cooking in. That's impressive to sell that yeah. much peanut butter. You know, he's only able to sell it to fairly local sources, really. Yeah, exactly. And like transport links aren't the best either. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's good going. But also people still don't really know what it is, do they? No. At this point. No, no. It's not like a, a widely accepted food item. So there's still that aspect of it, isn't there yeah. as well? Yeah. He's kind of competing with just introducing it as, a, as a something to eat in general. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, this, like you said, this is just the beginning of, of peanut butter's mass popularity really. And, and the years following the fair, you know, more and more companies began buying these machines and more and more companies began, began selling peanut butter. And it just grew from there. One of the first companies was a company called Beach Nut Packing Company, which was established in 1904. Beach Nut Packing Beach, Company. Beach Come on nut down. Company. <laughs> these yeah. names are great. Uh, uh, Beach spelled B-E-E-C-H as well. Oh, is, it? is that a name then? I think so. Must yeah, be. it must be. Someone's name. Must be, yeah. So that, yeah, that was established in 1904. They sold peanut butter for the next 50 years, I think, even even more. So yeah, we've got, you know, it started with the Beech Nut Company and then sooner or later you've got, as with anything, any niche, any products, any business, more and more people are entering the arena, more and more people are working on it, yeah. you know, they find better ways of producing it. They find ways to cut costs. They find ways to make it better for the consumer, um, which has just led us to today, really. You know, we as a consumer continue to benefit from from the competition between the different peanut butter brands and yeah, their yeah. way of making peanut butter goodness. Today, it's it's almost a given that you'll find peanut butter in somebody's cupboard. You know, it's... Yeah. it's so popular household staple isn't it yeah exactly i think i think i, re- I read a stat there where americans are said to eat three pounds of peanut butter per person every year so Whoa. that's 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 like 700 million pounds a year of peanut butter Jesus which um, is en- enough to coat the floor of the grand canyon <laughs> <laughs> which is just mental isn't it oh Absolutely my God. mental. In yeah it, peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwiches yeah they love that shit yeah, so I thought before we before we wrap it up, I thought I'd just go into sort of three popular American peanut butter brands that that rule the roost, basically, um, and just sort of okay. give you a bit of a give you a bit of a background on on how they first started off making peanut butter and just any sort of fun fun facts I could find about them. Let's do this. So we're going to look at these three: uh, Jif, Skippy. Mm-hmm. And Skippy. store brand peanut butter. So that's just like your Tesco's finest yeah. type your shit. Walmart special. That's it. So mm. we'll start with Jif. Jif has been knocking around since about 1956 um, and is one of America's favorite peanut butter brands. 1956. So it's post World yeah. War II. Post World War II. 1956, mm. just before, yeah, yeah, no, 1956. It's it's the like baby mm. boomer time, though, isn't it? Where everyone's buying cars and houses yeah. and yeah. living a lovely mm. existence and eating peanut butter. That's it, eating peanut butter. So one one study that I found said that in 2019, 112.87 million Americans ate GIF in that year. My God. Love it. Yeah, and they're all like, why are we so obese? <laughs> Just <laughs> eating fistful of Jif in your round peanuts, <laughs> yeah, every day. Um, the name Jif was chosen simply because it was easy to remember. Really? Well, no, okay. There's no marketing 101. That's it. Isn't it? I, was, I was well disappointed by this. I thought there'd be like some cool story, like why it was called Jif, or like some interesting yeah. thing, or some tidbit of some person's life. But nah, it's just because it's easy to remember. Just three letters, really easy. Uh, yeah. Their tagline is that Jiffing good, which I think is pretty fucking good. That's a good tagline. <laughs> is it kind of a play on effing? No, I don't know. I think so. Kind of. Yeah. Feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Jif, that fucking good. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Get kids watching telly. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> that fucking good peanut butter. <laughs> Spread oh, that God, shit. Jif. <laughs> Spread. Spread yourself. It's fucking good. <laughs> Edge to edge. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that jiffing good. That jiffing good. They're based. They're based in Lexington, America, okay. Lexington, Kentucky, and the 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 plant or the jiff plant is the largest peanut butter producing facility in the world. Whoa! Which is I wonder mental. if they do tours and yeah, maybe wonder if they open up to the public. Maybe yeah. 
I'd fucking love to look around. Maybe, that. yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? I think I, I read a I read another stat where it said one in ten peanuts grown in the US for food ends up in a Jif peanut butter. One in ten. That is mad. Crazy, isn't it? Such a monopoly on that, haven't they? Isn't it? Yeah, it's mental. So yeah, Jif Jif is by far the most popular in the US. By far the most popular yep. in the US. Um, the second most popular is a brand called Skippy. That's the one I've seen before. Skippy, yeah, it's like blue. Yeah. Blue. I yeah. Think smooth ones, blue. I think they do sell it in UK supermarkets, but just in like the American section. Yeah. And it's like nine you know, sometimes quid at the end of an aisle, they've got just a little, yeah. 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 <laughs> Next to um, the marshmallow fluff. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, Twinkies. Uh, Twinkies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and root beer. Yeah. Oh, rancid. Absolutely rancid stuff. Can't, why would I drink mouthwash no, no. for the fun of it? No, no. Americans are weird, man. So weird. Strange folk. So Skippy has actually been out longer than, than Jif. I think Skippy was first seen on American supermarket shelves around 1933. So before the Ooh. war. Um, mm. It was actually released slap bang in the middle of the Great Depression, which is both a good and bad thing, I suppose. You know, for those that don't mm. have any money, it's bad because they can't eat peanut butter. But for those that do have cash, can gouge and gorge themselves on some tasty ass peanut butter. While uh, while the rest yeah. of the rest of the world suffers, so someone's like, "God, the war is really taking its toll." But I know one thing that'll unite the country: Skippy peanut butter. Skippy peanut butter. <laughs> we'll do our <laughs> bit for America. <laughs> <laughs> we'll provide fat and calories you've never seen crammed into one teaspoon before in your life <laughs> for the good of the people. For the good of the people. <laughs> Come on back, soldiers. Get your smile on. Get your smile on. <laughs> Speaking of smiles, Skippy's tagline was Spread on the smiles. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> nah, I fuck with that. Spread on the smiles. I think that's pretty yeah. good. Because it's clever, yeah. isn't it? Because like you spread it on and then you eat it and then it's it gives you a smile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you can spread your peanut butter on your toast in the shape of a smiley face. Yes, you've got less coverage on the bread. Yeah. But it's a good way to limit the intake of peanut butter to avoid obesity and diabetes. Mm. Spread on the smiles. <laughs> it has a different ring to it. Yeah, now. it does, yeah. <laughs> You'd also get like the whole thing would be dry because you're eating like like sixty percent of the bread isn't covered with anything and that's just dry anyway. And then the shit mm-hmm. that is covered with, with peanut butter is gonna be even more dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I don't see a downside. <laughs> what's what's your qualm? What's the problem? Yeah, so the, the the tagline is spread on the smiles, which I thought was pretty good. But um, the story of how Skippy came to be is actually it's actually pretty nutty. <laughs> you, see, you, Brilliant. you see what I did there? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah I do. Nice. <laughs> So a uh, so a dude named Percy Crosby created a comic Great strip. Name. Yeah, and Percy Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Percy Crosby created a comic strip, comic strip called Skippy between the years 1923 and 1945. The comic strip was then adapted into a 1929 uh, novel, Skippy, um, a day daytime children's radio show called Skippy and an Oscar winning 1931 film again called Skippy. So Skippy a person like a character? I think yeah Skippy's a character yeah Skippy's a character. I never knew this no neither did I. So Percy uh, actually trademarked the name Skippy in 1925 so Percy Mm. Percy owns the name Skippy, really. Uh, but in 1932, right. in California, a food packer named Joseph L. Rosefield began to sell a newly developed hydrogenated peanut butter, and he called it Skippy without any permission whatsoever. Whoa. Now, obviously, the balls on it. Yeah, exactly. Now, obviously, Crosby was pretty fucked off. You know, Percy mm. has seemingly spent his entire life, or the best part of 20 years, making skippy making something of skippy and some little guy thinks he can come in here and take my name skippy without even saying anything when i got the rights to it i don't agree with that one bit (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly he definitely took that attitude um to the point where in uh, 1934 he had the trademark invalidated and things looked to have um to have gone percy's way you know rose rosefield couldn't use the name skippy for a while um and skippy was was maintained by by mr percy crosby Mm, but but rosefield wasn't done he persisted rosefield he kept using the name kept using it 
Kept using it. Until ultimately, Crosby was committed to a psychiatric asylum. <laughs> You're joking. Yeah. <laughs> Drove him mad. No, it, it was more than more than this. It was Crosby was affected by the death of his mother. Um, he was a severe alcoholic towards towards sort of this time. He there was a you know, he was lacking work, he was living off the Skippy brand, he wasn't creating anything new. So this guy had serious issues. But you know That just tipped him over the edge. That just tipped him over the edge, yeah. He was yeah. he was in the he was in an asylum for like thirty years, and he actually died in an asylum. <laughs> so he had a pretty oh, shit time. Oh, yeah, but um, you know, at least we got some tasty peanut butter, though. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Frozenfield <laughs> <laughs> was an absolute not nice person. Um, mm. You know, and you might be thinking, screw it. What you know? Why 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 are we giving this guy the time of day? Yeah. Well, Rosenfield was actually the dude that invented the churning process that made us smooth peanut butter my god my god you know he's just he's taken something and he has just elevated it in my opinion that's it you know so you can you can you just start to hate him just start to despise him because of what he did to uh because of what he did to crosby and then he comes around and creates this nice little churning process to give you smooth peanut butter just in case you don't like the chunks. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, you don't. Oh, you go for smooth, do you? No, I don't know, actually. You say that, and I quite like bits in it. Mm, yeah, I like bits I in know, it. No, I just don't mind. I don't, just don't really care. I just have whatever's... Whatever's knocking about. Whatever's available to me. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think if I was going to make... Like, whenever I've had, like, peanut butter and jam sandwiches, I've preferred it with uh, smooth. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't really mind. Yeah, I really mind. But, yeah, that's the story of how, how um, Skippy got his name. Skippy Peanut Butter. Oh, which is pretty crazy. crazy. You would never have thought that. I was well intrigued. No. Interested to find that out. Yeah, and the, and the last one is uh, that, that that we'll cover or look at just now, just quickly, is his store brand peanut butter. Now, oh, this yeah. this this is just obviously super generic supermarket branded stuff. It's you know yeah. nothing really special, but ticks all the boxes. There's not really much to say because it's all kind of the same shit. But you know, it's it's I think it's the third most favorite peanut butter brand. In America, is sort of store brand peanut butter. Right. Okay. So yeah. after so Jif, just buying after Skippy, the cheaper stuff in the store. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's funny though. I found just just to finish things off, a couple more uh, peanut peanut facts. Peanuts are actually the twelfth most valuable cash crop grown in the United States, with a farm value of over one billion U.S. dollars. Whoa. Mental peanuts, big wow. money. Big money. Big money. You want to earn money? You want to earn bank? Get in the peanut game. Yep. So much so that there's an American peanut council. Oh my God, I want to be... Um, like, we saw what happened with Jackie Weaver and everything. Yeah. I want to see what's going on on the peanut yep. council of America. That's it. I think there's going to be people getting roasted, mm-hmm. people getting salty. See yep. what I'm doing? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Put me on that council. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. I'm imagining like peanut-shaped chairs, peanut-shaped desks. Barbara, Barbara, what's that? What's that you're eating? It's a cashew nut. The fuck is that doing here? You're fired. <laughs> the fuck is that doing here? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> Get out now and come back when you've, when you've thought about your actions. Bringing a cashew nut in here. Fucking corporate espionage. <laughs> and a lot of you, the rest of you here sat around this table now. If you think that what she did is acceptable, and if you think of bringing in a cashew nut here, you'll be out with her as well. <laughs> All right. Now, let's commence our meeting on peanuts again. On peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? I do love the shape of peanuts. Don't you love the shape of peanuts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, are you getting these minute meetings down? <laughs> these meeting minutes down? We need to review these after the meeting. Yes, I love peanuts as well. She's doing she's doing the meet uh, the minutes just by like moving peanuts around and spelling out words (laughs) like loads of individual peanuts. (laughs) Is this uh, council meeting happening in the same psychiatric ward that that guy got sent to? (laughs) (laughs) And they all just think that they're actually in a legitimate council. No, no, no. The the American Peanut Council is a thing. Yes, okay. we share the same initials, but the APC's mission is to... Our mission is to support the long-term growth of the US peanut industry. The American Peanut Council offers a forum of unified voice for everyone involved with peanuts. Whether you grow, buy, sell, or manufacture, we're here for you. 
APC is the only association that represents the entire peanut industry. <laughs> you all wanted to do APC is the only association. <laughs> association that, <yeah. laughs> Wait, that rhymes. APC is the association that represents the entire peanut industry. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We've got it. You see, I had to, I had to skip like three words yeah. like, to get to the end in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that those two words rhyme. Yeah. And exactly. I barely got there. I barely got there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're, that's a you know excellent mission statement. But I, I think their tagline is is even better. We're peanut people helping peanut people. <laughs> <laughs> now that is taken. I didn't make that up. That's taken from their official website. That is a line on their official website. We're peanut people helping peanut people. <laughs> You're joking. Are they just trolling everyone? No, no man. They're, they out here. They out here doing the Lord's work. So there you have it. The history of peanut butter from way back wow. when, right up until today. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you've learned some of it. I definitely have. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was well interesting. Mm. Like, um, you just, simple things like peanut butter, you just don't think have, have much of a story behind them, but they do. They do. They actually do. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. the the individual brands as well. Like I found obviously a couple of interesting stories there and it's yeah, yeah. history behind How they stuff. created. And, mm. Well, so, that was yeah. very interesting. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening. Time. Yeah. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.